0: Welcome to All The Things with Monique Dusan from the Center for Biblical Unity and Theology Mom, Krista Bontrager. And now, here's Krista and Monique. Hello! Hi!
1: Welcome to another episode of All The Things. My gosh, my computer case is just all kind of in glittery. the shot. Yes, and glittery. Welcome to All The Things. I am Monique Dusan. And I'm
0: Krista Bontrager. And this is the show.
1: Well, normally you say, and I am Krista Bontrager, also known Known as as Theology Theology Mom, Mom. which would then cue me to say, and this is the show where we talk about all things related to God, the Bible, and real life. Yeah. See, she's just coming for me. You guys, it's Saturday. Happy Saturday. Saturday. And this is our last show of the season.
0: Can you believe that we've done this little rodeo for five years?
1: That's craziness. In the beginning, she didn't even I don't know even where to look. <laughs> I don't even think that we've done it. Has it hasn't been five years? Because I came home in 2018. So when did we start? 2019? We started in 19, like 20, April 21, or March 22, of 2019. 23. You guys, it be, has been a long well, time. And the
0: thing is, is that people didn't know that in the beginning, you were still like trying to figure out critical race theory. What you, do you mean? Like you didn't. You and I still weren't ideologically completely on the same no, page. No, no,
1: no, people. If you really want to know the truth, what this was, was a hoodwink and bamboozled so that we could talk to guests that agreed with Krista and disagree with me so that I could learn something.
0: Oh, you, y'all will, should, you will learn today. You guys should go. About a Christian worldview.
1: No, you should go back and watch. No, please don't go back and watch them early shows because we look a she mess. Didn't, she didn't know where to but look. I just had an attitude most time. I was just sitting there. Oh my gosh! It was fun, fun, fun. Tonight's show is live, so please share the show, give us a like or a thumbs up, hit that subscribe bell. Yes, share the show with a friend. And tonight's show is or hey, (laughs) I'm all about that life. Okay, send it out to an enemy. Tonight's show is brought to you by Theology Mom, the Center for Biblical Unity, Family Two Ten Clothing and impact 360 that's right and so
0: we are live so you can put those questions in the chat and we will
1: you guys answer them okay let me tell you what this is from because she's having her own moment <laughs> so there is this it was a, a saturday night live i've never my mom didn't let me watch saturday night live okay i'm a so, lot older than you so i don't really like know much about saturday night Live but there had there was an episode with this guy that she just showed me like 2 weeks ago and he is sitting at his computer, which apparently, because this guy has a bad personality, apparently, he his <laughs> computer and workstation is in the copy room. So then the making people come in and he's like, oh, making a copy. Bilster, making a copy. And I was like, what is this? Why are... Anyone but she, this is how age. she
0: talks all the time. <laughs> Anyone my if you wonder what,
1: is- what is wrong with
0: me The villainator, The bilster, making a copy. This is how she
1: talks (laughs) so I walk into the office and let's say she's already there the moster getting the moster making a copy just coming in late first of all I'm not late (laughs) second of all if you can please pray for me (laughs) extend a hand touch and agree agree. (laughs) because this is what I deal with on the daily oh my god. so tonight's show is an hour back to the cue sheets okay be serious no, I mean, you can <laughs> you can still be at the copy machine if you would like. I'm going to be over here with the people. Um, Tonight's show is an Ask Us Anything. And so a couple of weeks ago, we said, hey, for our season finale, we are going to just be here with you as family. You can send in your questions. If you did not submit a question, we got a few questions in. If you did not submit a question, feel free to type your question in the chat. Our moderator tonight is
0: Miss Haley. And hi, no, Haley. I thought you said it was, was- Haley. It's oh. Allison and Elaine. And, I thought you said it was Haley. Well, she was, a, she was a maybe.
1: She has all those kids. She doesn't have all those kids. Oh, my gosh. You guys. She's just willy-nilly tonight. Oh, no, She is
0: on the chat. Haley okay. has, has okay.
1: not a lot of kids, but she does have we a love very cute baby. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm not going to say her name because it's public. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh. You guys, this baby. And all of this hair. <gasps> My goodness. Oh,
0: Seth is asking, will we get Kelly Ski on? Uh, I've had Kelly Ski on the Theology Mom podcast. If you go back on my channel and search for the Education Mega episode. And Kelly and I have been having a lot of back and forth about getting her back on to talk about more topics. Well, I think we should do, we it on, do, we do, it do it on CFBU. Yeah. yeah cause we should do like it Kelly. on all the things.
1: Yes. What was your favorite show or guest this year? Money well, you
0: should ask. We Allison, have a list
1: with the question. It's so <laughs> weird.
0: The Bontragerster, yes, making theology, yes. That is. How do you know this? We're
1: the same age. Like I don't understand. Were your parents letting you watch? What, what was the name of that show? Saturday Night, Saturday Live. Night Live. I don't. Maybe I was the
0: I, only one. I was like in high school, and that skit was big, and we would say it all the time at school. And- I was six. I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So favorite show. What was it? We had, we yeah, started off this year with uh, the Carl show. Carl and Uncle Carl. Yeah. And we did the show on Black History Month with Kevin. Mm-hmm. And we had Doug Gruteis on. About talking about standpoint of we epistemology. Went. Nancy Piercy was on. Auntie Nancy. Talking about her new book that's done remarkably well. Yeah. I wrote an
1: endorsement on that book. I know. Dude. I was like. Remember when I didn't even know who she was? (laughs) So Nancy, okay, so (laughs) in the beginning, Nancy Piercy did a tweet about the Center for Biblical Unity. And I think she mentioned my name. And I was on my way upstairs. This is still when I lived here in the house. And Crystal was like, oh my gosh, Nancy Piercy just tweeted about you. Now, I didn't the even ministry have... The was
0: five minutes old. I didn't even have
1: a Twitter account, okay? Yeah. like I, No, you
0: did, because that was how she had tagged you. Oh, okay, so yeah.
1: you, for, she made my Twitter account, okay? This is why it is the real Monique D. I would never call myself the real Monique D. But... She was so shocked and I was like, that's so nice. And I just kept walking. And she was like, come here. You do not know who you Nancy here is. And I was like, no, I know. I thought she was somebody from church. Ha 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 come to find out she's one of the smartest women to ever walk the planet planet earth here we are it's like a walking
0: encyclopedia yeah
1: then we skipped down a few weeks um we had bread on oh yeah the house church episode Mm -hmm. you and i did a couple episodes together so reparations was a big one when we talk about uh, you know what i think that that episode was not my favorite episode but we've received a lot of um, Boy, I had to talk her into it. Yeah, I was not a fan.
0: That was a hard sell on my part. I'm like, I am not publishing a chapter on reparations until we have a public conversation and I get some feedback. And then I did go back and rework yeah. pretty big parts of that mm-hmm. chapter after the show. It was very helpful. That was the
1: biggest fight we've ever had, I think. That that one, ooh, man. That <laughs> was, was the rough. biggest fight we've had in a while. <laughs> yeah, in a while. Yeah. But I think my, if I have, I'm kind of tied. So I think... um. I think the conversation with Dr. Felder on Christianity in Africa and um, slaves coming over as Christians, some slaves actually arriving in America as Christians, um, that was, well, we didn't actually talk, go down that, that far of a road, but we did talk about Christianity in Africa before slavery. So I thought that was a really helpful episode. But- Seth
0: said he enjoyed the one we did on A.I., Mm. And ChatGPT, that was a good. One. Yeah. I did that one with uh, Joe Miller and
1: Jeff Swearing. Jeff Swearing. I really appreciated the the house church episode, just because I love our church so much, mm. and I thought it was so cool to um to talk about just like our personal community. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison and- said
0: that you didn't know who Carl Truman was, though. Either
1: <laughs> Allison, are we doing that today?
0: Okay, <laughs> is that what we're
1: doing? Yeah. Um, No, I didn't know who Uncle Carl was either. It was, I was sitting at a conference with Elisa Childers and she like elbowed me and was like, Monique, that's Carl Truman. You've got to go say hi. Go, go, go introduce yourself. And I'm I'm like, (laughs) why? Like, why do I need to know him? Who is he? And she was like, oh my gosh. And then she put her hand in her head and was just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I I don't know what to do with you. I don't know. But I think one of the cool things about and this is this. I don't mean this in a prideful way, but one of the cool things about just being me, like it, that didn't come out right, but is that I don't know a lot of these people. I don't, I don't. This is gonna sound really bad, but I just don't care. Like I, I never am like starstruck or things like that. And so it's just like, oh, this is who this person is, and this is what they've done. So let's go talk to them because they're a human. They, they, yeah. they put their pants on one leg at a time, and they probably fall over when they put on their underwear. We all are in the same boat, people.
0: Okay. That's quite a visual we got going on.
1: You, you know, you trying to put him, just kind of tilted his eye. You know. I don't know. How
0: does Thaddeus feel about that?
1: So it's kind of like, I, I just, I I love that people are just people. People and have
0: been so gracious kind. and kind to us. Yes. Such favor. Um, All right, let's get into some questions here.
1: What did you never answer the Allison's
0: question? Oh, what was the, oh, about my favorite show? Father. <laughs> There were so many good ones this year. I really am super happy. We got Juan Riesco on from Nini's Deli. Mm -hmm. I have been trying to work on that one for a while. We finally got Vishal on. I have been trying to get him for a couple of years. And so that was fun to be able to talk to him. Um, We finally got Christopher Yuan on the show. Yes. That was neat. I really liked the series we did in October on human trafficking and Mm -hmm. like doing one concentrated topic, but coming at it from different angles. I learned a ton doing that series. Hopefully people are catching those on the replay because that was very educational. The whole season was just, I felt like very strong. And there were a lot of weeks when we were like, I don't know what we're going to do, but the Lord just kind of kept providing. Thank you
1: for your grace. um,
0: Like the show we did with Han Cho on affirmative action. Mm -hmm. That was such a last minute scramble, getting him um, on the show, but it worked out really well. And we made a friend and, He's going to be in our upcoming videos that we're doing he for is. our curriculum. So yeah. uh, that was that was great. Um, so. All right. Let's do a question here. Natalie's got a great question for you, Monique. Do How pe- do you know it's for me? Because I read it. I'm just <laughs> Dork. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Uh, do people ever accuse Monique of being brainwashed by her <gasps> funny, white friend?
1: Funny you ask. Yeah, that they we do. We do get that. From we time do. To time. We um. We actually got it. I got it a couple months ago on a call, um, and I actually posted about it on my on my page, on my personal page, which is pretty open and public. Um, my response was uh, petty mo shows up, but my response was, and I'm gonna probably not say all of it, but it was in the vein of it's funny how your racism shows up that you would think that because I'm black, I simply cannot speak or think for myself. Mm. And I mean, if we're going to, if, if you think that I'm brainwashed and you feel the boldness to be able to tell me that I'm brainwashed, I feel the boldness to be able to tell you that you're participating in your racism and that you honestly don't think that a black person can think for themselves.
0: So, yes, that was a fun conversation. The, the, the topic has come up. Uh, Haley's yeah. asking the best books you both read this year. Always looking for more suggestions for my to be read pile.
1: Best book, hands down, that I read was um, James Sire, The Universe Next Door.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, you're doing a series on that book with our friend, Dr. Dr. Joe, Dr.
1: Joe Miller. Oh. Yeah. Yes, we just completed last Last Tuesday, this airs, um, or it's live on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook. We just talked about Eastern pantheistic monism and the New Age. And so come and join us. If you have not read uh, James Sire's book, The Universe Next Door, I definitely say read it. It is something that I believe every Christian should read.
0: I think for me, um, boy, I read so many books for my doctoral program mm-hmm. but i don't really i don't really choose the books <laughs> so i don't know like i've read a lot of books this year i can't say that one has really like i love this It every everybody should read it it's so important i don't know nothing's coming to me
1: i would say two more um would be Thaddeus Williams' book, Don't Follow Your Heart, not just because he's on our academic advisory council and he's a board member, but it like just don't, we don't follow our heart. I actually had a conversation. My 12-year-old nephew's with me um yesterday and today. And we were in Target and I wanted to buy something, and I was debating, and he was like, Well, just go with your heart. Follow your heart. And I was like, no, we don't want to follow our heart. And it opened up a good conversation. But thinking about, like, when do we follow our heart? Should we ever follow our heart? Um, so I think that's a, a good one. And um, and then uh, Neil Shinvey and Pat Sawyer's mm. book, Critical Dilemma. Very, very good.
0: Very good book. Yes. Yeah. So... Catherine said she enjoyed the recent show we did with Kevin Briggs. I'm assuming that was the family meeting.
1: Yeah, the one on Thursday. Yeah, that
0: we did about the war. Uh, Seth said he enjoyed the one with Sam Say on Christian nationalism. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what, guys? I did want to follow up with you on that. I did reach out to um, Stephen Wolf. Stephen Wolf. Thank you. And he come a, on the stream. Yeah, he came on the stream. And I, you know he corrected us about something. And I was like, that's cool. Like, you know, just going based on what I read in your book, this is what it says. <laughs> and so it seemed like um, your position. Yeah. yeah I, it was what it said. Yeah. So, um, or yeah, I felt like it seems like your position is probably a more fair way to say it. Um, so then I was like, Hey, I would love to have a conversation with you. And I put my email in there where he could reach in me chat. in yeah. the chat. And then I actually reached out to him via email Never heard anything back. So in case you were wondering whatever happened with that, that's what happened.
0: All right. Let's do one of the questions. Some people wrote in questions. Uh, So let's do one of those. I've got them on my computer here. Um, All right. This is from our friend Janelle. She says, uh, this is a question I've been thinking about for a while. The phrase people of color is the new politically, ideologically, culturally, and racially acceptable term for those with more melanin than others. How does this phrase differ from the phrase colored people? Why is it okay to use one, not the other? To me, it sounds like a distinction without a difference. I would really appreciate your thoughts. So people of color versus colored people.
1: Versus ordinary people, which oh, is, that's just a song in my head. Um, so uh, the term colored coming from maybe mid 1900s, like 1940s, 1950s. Um, yeah. Around that time, maybe 1960s for like coloreds only signs and things like that. So that was speaking to or referring to black people only the so when you would when you would hear about the coloreds they were talking about black people when you hear the term people of color that extends out beyond just Black people to anyone basically who is not white. It would be the same or synonymous with BIPOC Black Indigenous People of Color. So BIPOC is, is probably an even greater extension or it's more nuanced. So you're looking at the black, black people and then you're looking at Indigenous people and then you're looking at all other people of color. So anyone who would be considered maybe a minority um, in our context so that is, that would be the distinction between colored being black here in America. Because if I go to South Africa or maybe Botswana or somewhere like that, you can have colored and that means something totally different. But here in the States, looking at colored would have been a um, a way of saying black during that time period. Today, we would say people of color or Black indigenous people of color, BIPOC. Um, if you're speaking specifically about Black people, foundational Black Americans, or African descendants of slaves, those are all acceptable terms. We aren't walking up to people anymore and saying, oh, look at the group of color people.
0: But, but now in South Africa, that has a little different meaning.
1: South Africa, colored is someone who... Would not identify as white, also not identify as um, as black African they are more the byproduct of um, like the lineage of 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 kind of like the pillage of the land um, and all of the colonial Things that have happened. So they're over the time. mixed race. It's the it, yeah, a colored person is a mixed race person,
0: or mixed ethnicity.
1: Mi- yeah, but um, yeah, mi- mixed ethnicity is actually more appropriate. Um, and a colored person can in in color, like in physical color, does not have to look colored. Yeah,
0: that's you something know what I mean. You, yeah, so, you've mentioned is that a colored person in South Africa can look white, like me, or look darker Darker than 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 you
1: yeah so and have or have hair like mine or Mm -hmm. have hair like yours or you know what i mean and so um it just it can run and those people can even
0: be siblings Sometimes, oh yeah 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 Yeah,
1: definitely all
0: right so put your questions in the chat if you're on the live if you've got questions for us we've got jeremy
1: in here with fire he mm -mm, mm -mm. has
0: monique repented of putting pineapple on her pizza yet
1: that is from the Lord himself. That's an
0: old running joke. It is. Pineapple definitely.
1: I hey, Jeremy, we haven't seen you in a minute. It's good to see you or see you here online. Um, yes, pineapple belongs on pizza, pineapple and ham, Canadian bacon, however you want to call it. It goes on pizza. And that is how you know you are truly sanctified, <laughs> redeemed and filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, won't he do it? Yes.
0: Okay. All right. Put your questions in the chat. Right, let's do another one. That somebody emailed in this week. All right. This is from Stephanie. Um, are you ready? I am. I don't know if you're ready. I am. Um. I think I might be having an allergic reaction to something. If somebody can get me some Benadryl. Um, uh, this is a impromptu. Yeah. Like. I, I'm really suffering right now. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay,
1: sorry, just in case we, so we just, just extend
0: our hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if you can text Abby and maybe have her give me some Benadryl. Um, so, so here's the question is, a lot of my family members and friends claim to be Christians. Some of them are saved, but they don't attend church. All of them have an excuse. And some of them even admit it's not a valid excuse. Mm-hmm. Will Christians be punished or not go to heaven for not going to church? I'm curious what thoughts you have.
1: So I literally just had this same conversation, like just a little over 24 hours ago with a friend. And it's. I think it's a very interesting question. I think that there are many, I know a few people who... Um, say, well, you know, I pray or I worship on my own or I, um,
0: I just don't like structured don't, religion or I don't like structured meetings. No,
1: I I, I think, yeah. Well, no, I don't think that my friends have gone that far. I think they're, they're just like, you know, churches, this it's abusive. It's yeah. X, Y, and Z. And so they feel like they don't need to go to church. Biblically, I was, so I was asked biblically, you know, how do you respond to that? And I thought it was a, a very provocative question, and I I don't know that I've really thought about like, hmm, how would how would I you know respond to this biblically? I think so. What I what I went to was the the way that Christians are called to participate, just from the New Testament, and so not you know forsaking the assembly of yourself together, coming and doing community. Community together, that we are meant to hear the word, Mm -hmm. um, that we are, you know, meant to worship together, that, or even something like communion. You know, communion wasn't just something that was willy nilly just. You mean like the Lord's Supper? The Lord's Supper. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't just willy nilly, you know, Mm -hmm. taken how they, you know, however they want to take it, or, you know, I'm going to give you some, and you give me some, we're going to have it Skittles and Coke. and No, com- communion, the Lord's Supper had a very distinct way of being served um, and received and all of that. And so those were the things that I I talked about, but I also thought about the fact of like, God must be worshiped the correct way. And I think scripture lays that out for us. Um, And so when we think about worshiping the correct God correctly, I think in the new Testament, we see precedent for, for worshiping God inside of community and inside of, you know, a house of worship or
0: a communal
1: institution.
0: Yeah, I think the way that I think about this question is that, let's imagine, the the closest thing I've been able to come up with, um, analogy-wise, for our relationship with the Lord, is that if it's a relationship, think of your spouse or think of your closest friend. Um, if you say that you have a relationship with the Lord, and yet you don't know that person's birthday or you don't know anything about them or their favorite color or um you know what what restaurant they like to go to or you don't talk to them. <laughs> like I, I, I'm gonna start to question whether or not you actually have a relationship with this person. And so to me the the analogy that we see in gen, or in Ephesians chapter six between Jesus and the church is the bride and the bridegroom. And so you can't say that you love Jesus if you hate his bride. That doesn't go together. Like you you can't think like that. So if you're going to say that you are a Christian and that you follow Jesus, but you want nothing to do with his people... Then I'm going to question, you know, whether or not you truly have a relationship with Jesus. Because that, if you say, you know, I have a relationship, I'm married to my husband, but we don't talk, and we never, um, we never talk to each other, we never go out to dinner together, we don't help each other. Then I'm going to question whether or not you actually have a relationship with your spouse. So. To me, the question as it's framed of will the person go to heaven or be punished for not going to church, to me, it the question the question that needs to be asked is is the relationship question. It's like saying, Well, if I'm in a relationship with this person, am I you you might end up getting divorced if you're completely negligent in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I wrestle with the the framing of the question because it's kind of relating to it in terms of rewards and punishments rather than relationship. Yes.
1: Yeah, because
0: cuz I don't I don't stay in relationship with my husband based on rewards and punishments. Yeah. That that's not how we relate to each other.
1: But you guys do have a covenant and the, yeah. there are stipulations in the covenant.
0: Yeah. And but it's, that's,
1: that also, I, I was going to say that also, though, doesn't mean that your marriage must be based on works. Just like our salvation isn't based on the work of going to church. Right. Exactly. But our salvation is based on co- a covenant right. relationship. So how are we participating with the covenant? How yeah. are we participating with what, you know, is laid out in the New Testament?
0: Okay. Haley's got a question here. She says on YouTube. I've noticed that since we have begun to focus heavily on God being all-loving, which of course I agree with this attribute, and we exclude any wrath or judgment from the view the from the view we have of God. So how do you see Christians talking about hell in today's world and future when we are doing evangelism and apologetic ministry? I'm not sure I totally understand the question, but um, I I do think that this question about the attributes of God, um, we have to be very careful about not dividing God according to his attributes. The attributes are descriptions of who he is. I think this is called the doctrine of the simplicity of God, but I could be wrong about that. It's been a while since I've taught theology proper. But we have to be careful about putting any one attribute of God over and above the mm-hmm. others that ends up kind of dividing the nature of God. And yet at the same time, it is interesting to notice and reflect on, and I'm not 100% sure what this means, but that the holiness of God is the only attribute that's described um to what I call the third power is that he's holy 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 That's what I was gonna say. it says at multiple times in scripture holy 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 it never says of God love 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 or justice 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 and so we have to be careful about front loading the attribute of love and then reading the other attributes mm-hmm. through that lens that um would seem to be a a a heretical view of looking at god so those are some thoughts along the, that line it could be the aseity of god you you could be right about that elaine
1: i think that um in regards to she says so how do you see christians talking about hell in today's world and future yeah. i honestly i have not seen a lot of conversation about hell. And we avoid it, I, I, I think a lot of pastors avoid it. Right. Um, but I do think that we see it in the scriptures and we shouldn't just simply avoid, you know, certain pieces. But I wonder if because of the seeker friendly movement, um, and more of progressive Christianity coming into so many churches. Is there a thought that we shouldn't talk about these things or do some churches just simply not believe in hell overall?
0: I, I think it's a topic that a lot of people avoid. And, you know, when was the last time you heard an evangelism, uh, in an evangelistic context where hell was one of the things that, you know, is appealed to, I didn't rate comfort and I'm not, here to be an apologist for Ray Comfort, but it, it, it he is one of the few kind of larger names that is not afraid to talk about hell as part of his evangelism strategy um never heard of him oh he's got a big YouTube channel oh he's he's always down here at the beach really yeah Bob's seen him a couple of times when he's been down there do I evangelist yeah he's like an open-air evangelist guy is he like Turner burn Not quite that level, but he's pretty straightforward okay. about things. Is and he biblically orthodox? Yeah. Okay. He, yeah, he's just uh you know who knows him is um our friend Jade Turner. Oh. Her father's very good friends with him and and has been involved with his in his ministry. And okay. She knows him. Um yeah, no, he's Orthodox. Okay. He's he's but he's one of the few kind of evangelists that you see is pretty fearless about talking about hell to non-Christians. Hmm. Like this sort of topic. We don't talk about in polite company. Do are we still believing in that? Yeah. So, all right, let's do another question here. Um, can you share about the curriculum you are creating? Whoop, whoop. So I guess that's a good time to mention Ooh. the book. Mm-hmm. So Bob's got that it's available on pre-order. You want to talk about
1: it? No, I thought you were. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was reading the question. All right. Go ahead.
0: So our book is called Walking in Unity, Biblical Answers to, they still have the wrong subtitle on Amazon, uh, Answers to 10 Questions on Race and Racism. And um, it's not actually 10 questions, it's 11. But No, um, so it's 10. Chapter
1: 2 is just a distinction of our model.
0: But it is framed as a question.
1: Oh, how should Christians Get talk about Get about yeah. unity. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying, Playa. play yeah. on, Playa. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all
0: right. So you can pre-order it now. It drops on February 6th. So Monique and I are um, busy at work right now getting ready to film uh, some videos that will be aligned with the book to help small groups... Use the book in a small group context. Why don't you tell them about the videos?
1: Yeah, so we're going to shoot eleven um, small group conver or yeah small group conversations with six people um, around a table. It's just round table discussions talking about our experience in real life or our thoughts about you know what that chapter is talking about. So, for example, we have a chapter on should every church be multi ethnic. We're just going to sit around and share our thoughts. We're going to answer some questions about the multi-ethnic church. Should every church be multi-ethnic? What are the benefits of having a, you know, multi-ethnic church? What are the downsides of trying to create a multi-ethnic church? There are We're just we just want some real conversations to be able to answer some, you know, real questions and to be able to help others think about this in, you know, just the most honest way possible.
0: Yeah. And um, we're hoping to have the curriculum or those videos drop at the same time that the book comes out so that people can get the book and use it in their context and uh, all of that in the new year. So be praying for us. We're going to be filming those in about two weeks. And we're flying a number of people here from all over the country. We're very grateful to our donors who gave last Giving Tuesday to make this project happen. And now here we are and we're doing it.
1: You know what else happened last Giving Tuesday? We raised money for an app. And sorry, I know we're answering questions, but we also have to fill you in on some things, people. Um, We raised money for a CFBU, Center for Biblical Unity app that people can access from their phones. So you can link up to our podcast. You can donate, you can read blogs, all of that right from your handheld device. And I am not tech savvy at all. So Krista took over that project. And she has... Completed that project, you can now go yeah so to you the can, Apple Store or you your can Android Store, Apple Store
0: and and you see can the CRPU logo. So if you just type in Center for Biblical Unity, you're going to see a little app with our logo on it. Okay, and you will be able to download it. Now it's already in the Apple Store. I just submitted it to the Android Store yesterday, so however long it takes for the good people at Android to approve it for their store. It will be there soon, but you can get it on your iPad, your phone, and it's a great um, aggregator for all of our podcasts across all our platforms, plus our blog and getting connected to book groups and classes and all of that. So if you go on the website uh, and just Click under, I think if you go to com backslash mobile app, you can find a link to it if you can't find it in the store. so uh, big... But the links to the Android store don't go anywhere yet. So okay. only the Apple link works.
1: Big thanks to you, Krista, for handling that. We also worked with a volunteer, Amanda Jones. And just want to say thank you to you both for all of the time. We started and it in January. That that.
0: Yeah. We started it in January. Now I'm like, God willing, it's going to, I'm going to get it up before the next Giving Tuesday. <laughs> this is the goal. Yes. So.
1: so there's a question on Facebook from Jane. Yeah, I wanted to do she that said, one. said, I know. That's why we're going to oh. answer it. See, I know you. Yeah. Krista, answering a question. Answering a question, yeah. <laughs> Do you memorize scripture? If so, do you suggest, how do you suggest is the best way to memorize it?
0: Well, I'm so glad you asked, Jane. So I have a whole podcast about this I did with my friend Amy Hall. If you go on Theology Mom channel and you go back to the end of July, I think it was the last week of July, uh, Amy Hall and I did a whole podcast about that, and she kind of— walks you through her plan of how she's been doing it. She's been memorizing scripture for, I don't know, several years whole books. now. Yeah. Whole books. Yeah. Now I have to tell you, I really want to do this and I have not gotten into it yet, but I really need to, I want to, I think it. Um, Amy persuaded me of the usefulness of it and um, And so this is an area that I need to grow in and am wanting to do. So that is a great uh, place to start. So you can check out that podcast. Maybe the moderators can put a link to it in the chat for you.
1: So I actually had a conversation with Amy Hall and Elizabeth Urbanovitz from Foundation Worldview. And we were, I think Elizabeth was taking us to the airport. And I didn't realize that memorizing whole books of the Bible was a thing. You guys, I'm so behind. And so they talked about the the way that they do it. And I don't have full chunks of the Bible memorized, but man, it is a goal. I feel like you, like it's such a goal, especially the book of Ephesians. And so what I've been doing is really just reading and reading and reading over and over and over again. Yeah, you've been doing that a lot this Um, year. Just really trying to dig into to know what the Word of God says, to have it in my heart, not just in my mind. I listen to it when I drive, when I'm walking. Um, I just kind of have it on repeat. And in addition to that, though, um, writing questions. So I still like... I've read through Ephesians. I don't know how many times and, you know, we have complete talks out of the book of Ephesians. Um, But still just finding questions every time I read like, oh, I wonder what this means. Oh, I haven't thought about that. Oh, I wonder how that shows up like this way or, you know, what was meant by that. But yeah, as far as memorizing goes, I have just been like taking small chunks and, you know, just reading it and rereading it and trying to get that into my heart um it reminds me of like being a kid did you ever do like poetry contests or spoken like like um oratory contests in school
0: no we never did anything like that
1: oh my gosh I used to we had other love it. kind
0: of things like i i um we had like writing and printing like penmanship mm. um kind of things and competitions but yeah no
1: Um, why the book of Ephesians Jane asks is the book of Ephesians for me is because for so long, I didn't understand God's model for family. And I think that the book of Ephesians really lays it out very nicely that, um, we, it is to his good pleasure to adopt us, that the dividing wall of hostility has been torn down, that we are brothers and sisters. And then how, like when you go over to Ephesians four, like, how do we participate with one another? Then you see, you know, how are husbands and wives supposed to treat each other? And how are, you know, parents and kids supposed to act toward each other? So it, to me, it's just a big book of family that I really appreciate. And I think based on my background, um, that the book of Ephesians has really been helpful to help counteract or counterbalance some it of It was that. pretty so, critical yeah.
0: in your journey. I love it. The, the comments you guys are making about the podcast I did with Amy Hall. Kristen says... Amy Hall inspired me. I am I almost have all of Colossians. That's and amazing. And also so much opportunity to share passages about who Jesus is. It feels mm-hmm. so good. And then Jeremy said, oh, yeah, thanks for the video about memorization. I'm in the process of memorizing Jude. Ooh, That's yeah. so great. I'm going to try to remember to reach out to Amy and let her know um, what inspiration she gave you guys. She'll That'll really encourage her.
1: Jude is my book. When he was talking about Snatchem... <laughs> <laughs> yes, she, snatch them. Yes, the Book of Jude. All right, now there it was might a, be out of context, but still.
0: Jeremy him. also had a question a little earlier, Bob. If you want to scroll up, he says, "Do you have any thoughts about near-death experiences? Do you think they involve real encounters with Christ, or are they tricks from Satan? Oh, I've seen so much or posted on that. Recently? Are they other physiological phenomenon that we don't understand? Oh, well, okay, so. A resource to think about, Uh, Gary Habermas and J.P. Moreland wrote a book, maybe 25 or close to 30 years ago, called, I think it's called Immortality. Um, I can see the cover. I have it in my library. And Dr. Habermas and Dr. Moreland talk about near-death experiences. Beyond death? Uh, Maybe they released it under a new title. There's- yeah, it's this one. It's this blue one is okay. the the old one, but maybe they re-released it under a new title. Um, and they really try to help sift through near-death experiences. And they kind of see them as part of a case-making that naturalism is not all that mm-hmm. there is. Yeah. yeah. And that they these near-death experiences at least give us evidence— that the natural world is not all that there is. I think that whether or not all near-death experiences are from God, I'm a skeptic of that. I I think that could be possible that some of them are. I think some of them could be deceptive, and I think some of them could also be physiological. How to weigh that out, I'm not exactly sure. But I do think we're going to start hearing more and more claims as psychedelic ad- adventures with psychedelic drugs and sp- as a gateway to spiritualism continue to grow. I think we're going to see more and more reports of the spirit realm And we're going to have more and more gateways to think about. So I don't know. That's a resource to commend to you. If that is still on the stream, you might want to add something. So,
1: all right. Future Sam Monique is always going to look for an opportunity to snatch them. Pray from my heart. It's true. It's so true. Yes. (laughs) All right. want to do another one? Yeah.
0: Okay. So these are from Elaine. She had 45 questions.
1: We love Elaine.
0: Um, she sent them in this week.
1: She was like, I am not missing my opportunity, yeah. people.
0: So, all right, I'm going to pick one. One? Well, do do like that. Well, we're not going to have time she to She says I got more. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Go all ahead. Right, let me pick one. Um, I got you a line. Hobbies. Do you have any hobbies or do you not have time? Ugh, sadly, sadly,
1: I don't have time. Um, if I did, it would be dancing. And I, I've thought about taking like a Saturday morning dance class. Unfortunately, I'm not here most Saturday mornings. Um, and when I am here, I would rather clean on a Saturday morning. I love, love to clean. Now, when you first came, um,
0: that was something you, you were, when I first came, did.
1: I took a dance class. Yeah. yeah the community or college. Yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. But, um, so dancing, writing, Um, I would love
0: to start writing poetry again. Can we start the public campaign Um, for Monique to start writing spoken word poetry? I love writing spoken word. Um, Can we start bombarding her with with that idea? I've been trying to work on that for several years to do some spoken word poetry related to unity. I I can't get on board with it.
1: Um, Gosh. Another thing as a hobby is... You know what I would love to do that I have never said like publicly like open before people? I would love to take a like singing class. I don't know like not a class, but like not choir or chorale, but like um like to have a vocal coach that because I do love to sing, like I've always loved to sing, but I've never actually like done a vocal coach you know what I mean like like somebody to just bring me like I'm not trying to be Whitney Houston I just would like to you know make sure that everything that I'm carrying is going the same direction (laughs) so yeah I think those are my hobbies that I have right now um
0: let me do another question from Elaine what are your hobbies oh my hobbies Boston Mira Boston Monique around it's a hobby. Making videos on YouTube.
1: Dude, if she could if she could do a video <laughs> or two a day, she would be the happiest she's ever been. She, her hobby is to teach. Yeah. And she wants to teach whether you want to learn or not. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Some days Monique will be like, Don't give me a lesson right now. I don't I don't want to learn anything. Just tell me the answer. Um Well, I did mixed martial arts for about twelve years. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that, but it was when I was young and in my 30s. Now that I'm in my 50s, that doesn't work so well. Um, I really should get some other hobbies. I'd probably live a more balanced life if I did. But uh, I, it's something that I, I, to be honest, I just, between working on my doctoral program and doing CFBU full time and traveling and speaking, uh, I just don't have any hobbies in my mind. I think things I would like to do. Um, if I could have somebody come over to my house like every weekend and help me and like in real time, teach me how to garden. I think I'd really enjoy that. Like I would really love to have a garden, but I need somebody to do it with me. Like that would come over on Saturday mornings and, and like spend two or three hours with me in the yard doing it with me and like helping me learn. Well, I mean, okay, we could totally, okay, so. Uh Uh-oh. I haven't talked about
1: this publicly either, but I started gardening. Well, not really gardening. So, it's like
0: gardening-esque, because I don't like dirt. I wonder if Elisa's available. (laughs) (laughs) there with my life.
1: I enjoy cooking. But okay, so here's my gardening situation. You know about Sweetie and the Girls? Yeah. So Sweetie and the Girls are my little group of sweet potatoes that I'm growing. And it started from one sweet potato and her name is Sweetie. But then she grew all of these different shoots. So then I planted those as well. And those are her girls. They're like a little musical group.
0: You can join me with Sweetie and the Girls. Elaine, do you have any interest in moving to L.A.? (laughs)
1: Well, never mind then. You can't have none of my sweet potatoes. <laughs> I need an experienced person. Like somebody who knows what they're doing. Sweetie hasn't died.
0: <laughs> okay, It's kind of like raising kids. You have one, you keep the rest going. Speaking of Elisa, we're seeing her this weekend. This one. Okay. We're going to be in Nashville. Uh, if you haven't yet bought your tickets... Make a plan. Make a way. We have to to tell them
1: where we're going to be, not just in Nashville. We're going to be be at the Unshaken Conference at Brentwood Baptist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee, which is probably 30 minutes outside of Nashville proper. um, Lovely area. And we are going to have a table there. We're not doing a meet and greet or anything like that, but we are going to have a table and enjoy our yeah, time Yeah, we couldn't there. find a location
0: Yeah, for the for a meetup, but we will be there. So come by our table and...
1: And you're going to go to the Grand Ole Opry, aren't we? I
0: know. I'm very excited. Ooh-wee, yes.
1: Y'all pray for me, honey, because this is going to be a cultural moment. <laughs> this is going to be a shift in the atmosphere for sure. <laughs> I have never been to the Grand Ole Opry. But you know who I started listening to um, a couple of days ago? is this guy named Chris
0: Stapleton. Uh Uh-huh. And he sings about Tennessee whiskey. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) We're going to hear Jamie Johnson. He's very similar to Chris Stapleton. Yes. He's the guy that sings that song. um, Oh. We always listen to it in the car together when we're in the South. Um, Has the word color in it um about seeing the world in color but i I, it's escaping me right now but we're gonna see jamie johnson okay i hope it doesn't cancel
1: no we're not doing that (laughs) it's gonna be so
0: good um yeah so Um,
1: jeremy asked what musicals do i like do i enjoy musicals i do i love musicals and so i actually just watched west side story with my nephew um Today and then we. Oh my gosh, Hamilton! Ugh, love Hamilton. Um, Chicago Newsies, The Lion King, Wicked. Like I could go on and on. I do enjoy a good musical. I I actually sat on the front row when Lion King came out, and I watched Lion King at the Hollywood Pantages. I had a oh, friend, and the, the,
0: the live action uh-huh. one came out.
1: Yeah, um, and they're going to actually bring it back to Santa Ana, and I would love to go when it comes out. I think it's next year. Will Petty Mo be in Nashville?
0: No, not taking that puppet all the way to Nashville.
1: First of all, Petty Mo is always with us, even in spirit, (laughs) and she does not appreciate your tone right now. Um, Petty Mo may make an appearance in Nashville. Petty Mo writes shotgun. No. Uh, Yeah, Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Petty Petty <laughs> yes, Petty Mo always rides shotgun. Petty Mo is always present.
0: Yes, Petty Mo is always with us. Yeah,
1: people actually came up and took pictures with Petty Mo in um at in S- South S- Carolina S- at SES. <laughs> yeah, Petty Mo. Sh- I'm telling you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay,
0: I've always wanted to go to the Grand Old Opry. Do a live stream of that. We might. We could. So Monique is. I want Petty Mo's autograph. <laughs> <laughs> so Monique is so kind. So so talk about cross-cultural experiences. There's a few things I wanted to do that I was like, you know, I I just never thought I would be able to do. And so one of them was I really wanted to go to the Johnny Cash Museum. But ain't nobody in my family (laughs) taking me on an airplane in Nashville to get me to the Johnny Cash Museum. So one time, Monique, we were in um, Atlanta, and she said, you know, we could extend our plane tickets by two days and we could be in Nashville in three hours and we could go to the Johnny cash museum. That was the most, one of the most thoughtful things that um, anybody's ever done for me. And we had such a fun day that day. We went to, to the Ryman and to the Johnny cash museum. That was just such a nice little memory. And you're such a good sport about doing things that are just totally outside your comfort zone, just for the sake of
1: Shoot, kindness all, and
0: friendship, look, we we going we gotta do it. Like
1: it's just, it's about having fun. It's yeah. about having fun and enjoying the moments that we have. Yeah. So was, yeah,
0: that just meant so much to me. And then another time, she was like, "Well, what's something else you would like to do?" I said, "Well, you know, someday I'd really love to go to Dollywood, but I know I'm never gonna get there. It's really remote and everything." And then we had an opportunity to do something out there in Pigeon Forge and she took me for a whole day to go to Dollywood and we got to do whatever. And that was just such a fun memory. And mm-hmm. so it just, it it's like the, just the thoughtfulness of those, those little things. And she took me uh, very early on. She took me to the Eric church concert concert. Oh, the
1: Eric church. You talk about, okay, now here's oh, some a co- cross cultural mess. <laughs> this I call it what it is. This is a mess. So Eric church, he starting now. It was, it was for her birthday. Yeah. And I remember I wrote your card and I made like little graphics. So I had something with like air or like wind air. And then, I don't know. It was a whole bunch of things, but it ended with church. And she finally put it together. Eric Church. But what about Eric Church? And so we finally understand. We're going to the Eric Church concert. We get here, y'all. First of all, I was the only black person, I think, in the building. (laughs) It's like thousands of people. "Ah, Honey, I am sticking out like a little piece of pepper. I was like, what is happening? Urban hillbillies. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the lights go way down and people take off their boots. And they start waving their boot in the air. I was, honey, do you know how much I pay for these shoes to be this cute? I'm not taking that off. Yeah, people just
0: waving their little boots in the air. It's in one of the songs. It's the these boots. So people took off their boots. And See, they started waving them. In some
1: cultures, they wave their boot in the air. In my culture, we wave our hands in the air like we just don't care. But I don't know what in the world... Yeah, I was, y'all, I was she's, just sitting there. She's here. just
0: such a good sport about it, though. Taking me to all these places I would probably never get to go. So it's, I'm really excited when I sit, asked her if she would go to the Grand Ole Opry with me next week. She was like, absolutely. Yeah, so, we are
1: definitely going. And eventually, we okay, so you we're guys.
0: We're a 90s buddy cop film, Elaine <laughs> says.
1: I don't know what that is. Okay, <laughs> okay so... Here here is no Haley said that here is what we are going to do and I'm going to need some help. You guys can reach out if you guys have connections or ways and that you can think about how I can do this. She really wants to go to the Walton's Mountain Museum. I didn't know the Waltons were. I had never heard of the Waltons until I moved into this house but they're a whole family and they got grandma and grandpa and like 12 kids and seven same difference <laughs> and all these things and so Haley I think the Waltons might be in West Virginia like they're in West Virginia or are they in like um, South Carolina
0: no I think they're in technically in Virginia they're near Charlotte Charlottetown or Charlotte? Charlottesburg I don't know but Sh- Charlottesville. Charlotteville yeah
1: Either way, this is where I must get her. Yeah, so if you guys have any We need a speaking
0: engagement (laughs) to get us
1: near Yeah, I have no idea. But um Yeah, so this is this is just our good night, John Boy. Yeah. Good night, Mary Ellen. Moonshine selling sisters, y'all don't ha (laughs) ha ha. Quinda, that's wrong. She said we moonshine, moonshine selling sisters. (laughs) You guys, all right. We got one more question here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna leave the moonshine alone. But hey, all
0: right. Uh, This is from where is Elaine? Elaine had
1: four questions. Where is her other question?
0: Well, we'll come back. She can get to the back of the line since she had uh, y'all. Don't be doing Elaine like that. Uh, well, we're going to do one more and then we'll see how the time is.
1: Elaine, I got your back. I'm trying. All the
0: shenanigans. Okay, let's go. All right. This is from an anonymous person. Okay. All right. Can we be united with those who claim to follow Jesus and live in the Christian faith, united by core doctrine, but perhaps believe mistakenly, falsely, or misunderstanding the canonic theology Of form of Jesus, in other words, Christ emptying Himself in a way that removes His deity. Now, this person's speaking about an error that sometimes comes up in the Bethel um, neo-charismatic stream. This is what this person is asking. So, basically, you will
1: have to answer this question. Yeah, when I read it, I was like,
0: Can we be in fellowship with people who believe in this particular error um, that circles around in some Bethel? Circles. So, um, to the anonymous person, I have a whole video about this error on my YouTube channel. I think I did it in 2019, and it has Todd White in the thumbnail. And um, it's not the one about the fire tunnels. That's another Todd White video. That was a bit fun. I remember the fire
1: tunnels video. Yeah.
0: But there was a there's another one um, about like does Todd White deny the deity of Jesus or something like that? Maybe one of the moderators can find it, but it's kind of old, but I explained this, this problem in some detail. You see it there? Um, yeah, that's that very first one. Does Todd White deny the deity of Jesus? Oh, I'm pretty good. I remember it. The one right under it is the fire tunnels. So, uh, you can go check that out for a longer. Oh, it has almost a thousand views. Um, and uh, I, more broadly, the question really is: is and this is a tricky question it, because all of us have, I would assume, have a level of error in our theology, and so we don't want to room for growth. Yeah, and and so there. It, yeah, that's that's an important point to you. Is we don't want to engage in, like, there is a case to be made about core doctrines and looking at the Nicene Creed and this sort of thing and having fellowship over these cores. And and this issue of the, the deity of Jesus is one of those core issues. So you're asking the right question. The question is, does the person knowingly and intentionally deny core doctrine? Because I'm not sure that I really had a way of understanding and explaining the Trinity accurately until I was probably in my late 20s and had taken some doctrine classes. That didn't necessarily mean I was a heretic. It it just meant I was uninformed and I had room to grow. In, In my opinion, and I think that, you know, church history would have this precedent, that a true heretic is someone who... Knows what the orthodox view is, but actively denies it, okay? I'm not convinced that that's Todd's white, Todd White's position. And kind of the bottom line of that video as I remember, and again, it's about four years ago, so I could be wrong about some of the shades of what I said there, but I don't know how much doctrine, Todd White has had like formal instruction. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he's saying some things when he hasn't been properly discipled or properly catechized. And that if he had men in his life to properly teach him, or he would like to come on my channel and watch some videos, um, and he would understand what this error is. But and this is a concern, and, um, but for the average Christian, if you're in a fellowship with people who hold to this error, it's tricky because they have been discipled potentially in a wrong way. And for those people, I, I try to make a differentiation between people who shepherd and the regular people. For me, people who shepherd and have errors, I feel like they need correction or a stronger kind of correction. Regular people who have just been discipled by these errant shepherds, I have a lot of patience and long suffering for them because they're they've been improperly taught. And so I want to try to disciple them or be a voice for something different. But I try to have a lot of patience with them, pray for them, and trust the Lord to provide some kind of interruption in their thinking. I'm a little bit harsher with the overseers and the shepherds, because that's kind of the pattern that I see of Jesus, is that he's a little stronger with with the with the teachers, but he's very patient and compassionate with the people who are under their instruction. So those are a few thoughts. Did you want to ask No, Renny, I don't. I, you got nothing to say? <laughs> no, nope.
1: just here. Just here.
0: So. All right. All right. I think we're done.
1: I think we're done. Oh, you have one more of Elaine's questions.
0: Okay. So pick one more Elaine question. Yeah. All right.
1: Elaine's good to us. All right. We she, need to be doing yeah, her right. She is doing her so right. So faithful
0: in uh, yes. moderating. Okay. When you don't know something, or don't know enough to formulate a view. Where do you look first? A person, books, podcast, land, Google.
1: Well, I want to do the second question too. Um, oh. When I don't know something, yeah, I think the because because there was a lot I didn't know um, about the scriptures. I first I first try to look to see if there's any kind of anything I can pull from the scriptures. What truth can I pull from the scripture? What kind of principle can i pull from the scriptures how can i think about it from the scripture first now that doesn't mean that i'm going to stop at the scripture i will also look into sociological texts and see what they say about something or um research you know to see what other books have been written on it but i first want to see is there anything like this in the bible what what you know does the Bible have to say, is there any kind of way that I that I see something like this in the scripture? Just because for so long, I only look to sociological texts first. And well, you see where that had got me. <laughs> Not so well. So yeah, I think when I don't know something, I'm definitely going to try and look in the scripture first. Now, let's say it's something that I... Already know is outside of Christianity, like Mormonism or um, critical Muslim theory, because I've been doing a lot of reading on that lately. Um, So that I just automatically go right to the first source. I just I look to see, you know, what are who I'll look up a book on Amazon. What are the reviews? What are people saying? Um, Do do these people have any academic journals? articles written that I can, you know, read what what's really being said and, you know, by whom in the field. So I wouldn't need to go to the scripture first on that because I already know what the Bible says Mm -hmm. about cults or heresies or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. So what about you?
0: I think for you, for me, my strategy is always if there's something I want to know, I go to Google and I start looking around like, Is there a video or a short article? Like I look for, and I think I I outlined my strategy in a podcast I did earlier this year called discipling yourself while you're discipling your children, something to that effect. But really it's principles for everyone. It's not just for parents. But toward the end of that, I kind of outlined my strategy in the last third of that teaching. So the first thing I do is I look for a short article or a short video, like 10 minutes or less on a topic just so that I can usually orient myself to some of the vocabulary and major ideas. And then if I want to go deeper than that, then I look for a longer video or a long form article. And then if I want to go deeper than that, then I start looking for books. So most of the content that I digest is because I get so tired of staring at screens all day. Most of the content when I'm researching something, I start with podcasts or videos, and then I just listen to them, I don't watch them. And I I do a lot of that at night um, when I'm getting ready to go to sleep, so.
1: Y'all, when she get... So when we travel, <laughs> friends, family, brothers and sisters, when we travel, to help save on costs, whether we're paying for it or somebody's brought, them, brought us in and they're paying for it, there's really no need for us to get two hotel rooms. So we just get, like, one hotel room with two queen bets. But before she goes to sleep, she got to turn on her podcast. So, people, I can talk about anything, basically, because you got to listen to the podcast. And then sometimes I'll just have to wake her up and be like, can you just turn the podcast down <laughs> a little bit? Like... Yo, it's three o'clock in the morning and we still talking about this. Can we, you know I have insomnia. That issues. loop needs to go away because we can't just yeah. Yeah. So
0: But I'm always I'm always like trying to get in content as we're driving or traveling or whatever. And so the primary way I do that is through podcasts. So that's yes. kind of how I do things.
1: I want to do the second question.
0: Oh, I thought we were done. No, we're not. Okay.
1: Um As you consider young people in the U.S. a modern culture, if you could hack their brain and install a few basic truths or principles, what would you give them? Why don't you first? Well,
0: first we have to talk about the category fallacy of the mind-body problem here.
1: Elaine going to come for you. And I'm just going to sit back and I'm just going to be like, go ahead. JP
0: Moreland has a whole book about it. So we don't hack brains. That's not, we don't think in our brains, we think in our minds, but um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is that the biggest challenge today, I think it just is a most fundamental thing is, A lot of young people just don't believe that objective truth is a thing. And so it's really hard to get a conversation off the ground about whether or not a worldview is even true if the person has no concept of truth being objective. So a certain person that I used to talk to a lot about race issues used to believe that all truth was, almost all truth was relative according to culture. Who are you talking about? I don't know. And um, this this person had, it was a, a little bit of a road we had to walk, that there were certain truths that were true for all people in all times and all places. So that that's a big one. Um, the other one is that I think that we're going to see increasing problems with, because of the internet, Is uh, and also the rise of AI, it's going to make it harder and harder for young people to really know who's telling the truth. And because there's so much information out there to sift through, it's really hard to know um, who's even telling the truth. I I think, to me, those are two of the big issues. What about you?
1: Um, Two things. I think, if I could just put things in their mind. Um, I would impart the reality of identity that they are created with a distinct identity um, that is given to them by God, Mm. regardless of what the culture says right now, the culture is so loud that it just and, and, and our kids have such access to everything.
0: Everything all at once.
1: Ev- all at once that it it just inundates them and then it confuses them and it overwhelms them. Yeah. And many of them just kind of shut down and they just accept whatever is spoken over them about them or whatever they're told they should be. And I think if I could impart anything to them, it would be just the truth of identity yeah, and then the truth of the reality of God, that God is real. And because then we can have conversations from there. Well, if God is real, how do you think that impacts your life? How should it impact your life? Does it impact your life at all? Is your life any different if God was completely myth or if he's completely real? And should, th- should there be a distinction? Um, so yeah. our, our so, last
0: last I thing I want ma- to make sure to mention tonight is that we are coming to the Fort Worth area in a few weeks. There's going to be a meetup and an event on November the 12th. You can get all of the details on our website, on the events page. We are gonna have a meetup, which is always big fun. So our other meetups have been on one side of the Dallas area, more on the Eastern side. This is gonna be more on the Fort Worth side. So if you haven't been able, like one of our meetups, there was an ice storm that night. And a lot of people didn't get to come because of the ice storm. It was all the way on the other I have side no of Dallas. No recollection of this. But oh, don't. You, you don't? Oh no, I remember. <laughs> so. If oh you, yeah,
1: I do remember the ice storm. But if, some people came all the way from like Houston.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. So if you want to come hang out with us, it's going to be a whole afternoon. Sunday afternoon, the meetup will be at three. And then the doors open at 5.30 and the event starts at 6. So it'll go from 6 to 8. So it'll be a whole thing. It's all free. So if you want to come hang out with us on Sunday, November the 12th, there'll be a meetup and then an event right afterward. So come join the fun. Yeah, Loris is the, the one with the ice storm that was at her house. Yeah. So, all, all right. right. We made it. We did. Hope episode one hundred and
1: sixty-three in the book. You guys, thank you so much for being with us and being on this journey with us and sharing your Saturday night with us. We are so grateful for you. Um, Krista went to Krista wanna what? hang out at Dollywood. I want to go and <laughs> hang out at the meetup. Meet- oh, <laughs> that's funny.
0: Thanks for the whole season. <laughs> Laura finally donated the coat that was left behind at her house two That's years so ago. Funny. You guys, thank you so much. We
1: will see you in January, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. January. will kick it off again. Six. Yes. And I believe our first guest of season six is going to be Katie Faust.
0: I think so. Yes. So we'll be talking about being a conservative, living in a blue state, blue city.
1: Yeah. How to so, raise
0: conservative kids yeah.
1: in a very liberal city. All right, you guys have a good night. Happy holiday season. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and...
0: New Year's. Yeah,
1: all of that. We look forward to seeing you in
0: 2024. God Be sure willing. to watch for our Giving Tuesday campaign. We've got some really exciting things planned and um, projects for 2024. We're just so thankful for all of your support and what yes. we've been able to do in 2023 because of the campaign last year. Go look for the app. Watch for our curriculum that's coming. It's gonna be good yeah so all right all right take Bye. care Bye, guys god bless thanks for listening to all the things be sure to subscribe to our website at all the things and find us on youtube facebook instagram or wherever you stream your podcast be sure to hit that subscribe button and the bell so you'll receive alerts when we post new shows we'll see you next week